0: David, you're not feeling well.
1: No, I'm a little down. I'm a little down. I was I, ran, I was running a fever over most of the weekend and coughing and, uh, you know, congestion and stuff like that. And uh, so I've been home from work for the most part. I've been working from home, but uh, I did take off like half Friday because I was just so, I was so sick. I just, I couldn't even, I couldn't even sit in a chair. I was so sick. So yeah. I just went, I was like, I was like, I'm going to wait until my coworker comes in and then I'm just going to sign off. Is that okay? And everybody was like, yeah, that's fine cuz you know like well, we have the people right
0: now if your head's a little fuzzy this is the so many sequels podcast you are on it with us and, and andrew us andrew today. is back hey, andrew. In for our end of the year spectacular our last couple of episodes before 2023 how exciting andrew what you been up to what you been a keeping lot. busy with not a, um, not a lot not a lot really i just yesterday
2: i went to a wedding and that's about it that's good.
3: Were you in the yeah. wedding or was this like photography gig wedding? Neither. I was just, I was there as a spectator. Oh,
2: very you were nice. there for
3: your friend. Well, that's nice. nice. That's very yeah. nice. It's like a- every time I hear you go to a wedding, it's always work related. Yeah. So it's nice that it you is. get to just go and celebrate somebody and not have to work. That's good.
2: Yeah. And the food was really good. So there you that's go. That's good.
0: We love good yeah. food at a wedding. And what have you all been up to? Well, you know. Oh. Same old same getting ready for Christmas. So many Santas has been at full blast. Uh, Mm. We've talked about Ernest Saves Christmas. We've talked about Home Alone 2. And we've talked about Spirited. Yes. You've seen all those, right, Andrew? Or have you seen Spirited yet? No, I haven't. Well, you should watch it and then go listen to the review.
3: Hi, Rick. Have you seen Ernest Saves Christmas?
0: It has been a very long time.
3: Okay. Have you seen... Uh, What was the other one we did? Home Alone 2. Of course he's seen Home Alone 2. Have you seen Home Alone 2? Lost in New York, or Lost in New York?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Donald Trump yeah. in that one? Yes. Well, okay.
0: Yeah,
1: someone's in it. Someone. The. Digital trading card entrepreneur, Donald Trump, is in that. <laughs> uh,
0: hey, you know what? That's a fair, that is a fair shot.
3: Okay, yeah, where they are. Oh, man, Timely. some of your stockings right now. <laughs> hey, dated the heck out of this <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, you know, they sold out, I heard. I don't know how you sell out of digital, yeah. but...
1: They sold out with the... That is, with he's the, very oh, explosive. Could have, with, could have been a million. Could have been ten of them, I don't know. With some of the watermarks on them, I hear.
0: Well, we're in the lead-up to Christmas, literally, quite frankly. I don't remember when this is going to drop. But it's very I, soon I, that Christmas is here. We, it might be a little bit of a... I think it oh, drops no. 19th. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. So this is the week before Christmas. I, I hope see. your Christmas shopping is done. Are you all done? Nope. Andrew's uh, not... Very close. Very close. David's almost done.
3: done. Garrett, are you done? I've been rapping, man. Call me a minute. Mm-hmm. I
0: think I'm done with everything I need to go to the store to buy. I think I might order a couple more things online, but it's been... Yeah, we got... I got two more people to shop for, and that's it. Okay. Man,
2: that's I
1: remember cool. if I talked about this last time, but I've tried to go fit. I think I did, where I try to go. I try to buy things physically if I can. There's nothing more frustrating than being in the store and having to order it from their online store. You're that's like, true. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. True. Why isn't this item here? I tried to support you anyway.
0: Yeah. It's just the longer you wait, you know, the harder it is to go to the store. There's so many people, yeah. and then you're going to end up in a jingle all the way where you're fighting with the Turbo Man doll, and the internet just makes it's it. He's a Turbo Man doll. Yeah. You, you can hear our review of that at so com as well from a previous So Many Santas. But outside of shopping, have y'all uh, any other Christmas movies y'all been watching just on the side? You think you wanted to chat about?
1: I don't have any. I don't think I watched a miracle on 34th street. The, um, I want to say classic. 95 version. With, oh, not the classic. With, oh, what was the name of the girl that played Matilda?
0: Oh, it's on the tip of my I, tongue. I know, I know who you're talking about. Ma- um. Merit, Ma- Mara Wilson.
1: That's That's it. it. That's it. That's Mara it. Wilson and David Attenborough. I think that's his name, or Richard, yep. Attenborough. Richard Attenborough. Which Attenborough. one was? Yeah, Richard Attenborough. They were. He's Santa, and it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. It's a you know, it's a. I haven't seen the old one to like really compare and contrast, but you know, yeah. I watched that this morning. It was fun.
2: The old one. I actually have that here. It's very. I love that movie. Like that. I mean, this is like regular Christmas rotation over here in the Nichols household. Right. But, but the thing is, when it comes to Christmas movies I watched Scrooged yesterday I watched Bad Santa this morning and yeah. I watched, watched one more oh yeah I watched Elf so mm. I've been trying to make a regular rotation of Christmas films
0: that's pretty good. That sounds I like... Yeah, I was
3: watching banger after banger as well because I had Nightmare before Christmas. I watch... I watch... What... We, I watch Klaus, which is a regular rotation Christmas movie for me these days. Yeah, you could check uh, out that? You can. And then The Night Before, which is the epic get-hyped oh, okay. Christmas movie. You just get higher and higher and I, take it to like, the skies, Every literally. year I... Ha- yeah. Every year I add a too. star...
0: I think it's a 10-star movie for me at this point. Yeah. I will uh, say I wait.
3: I wait for it to not be funny. And I know you guys don't like it, but I wait for it to not be funny for me. Because, you know, any of those movies that are made in that time frame, those Stoner-esque type movies, if you're fans of them, they can easily fall on a rewatch. And so I go in thinking, is this gonna be the time? And every time I laugh. That says more about
1: you and your deranged self than it says about really. I love a bad
3: Christmas movie.
1: Yes, give give me raunchy
0: Christmas. I got to say, so last week we talked, uh, three of us, Andrew, you weren't here for it, but we talked about Home Alone 2. Yeah. And I put myself through something for a science experiment. I watched Home Sweet, Home Alone, the 2021 Disney Plus reboot or so of the series. I'm sorry.
3: New installment.
0: <laughs> I did this, like I said, for science. I had to know how does Home Alone work in the age of the internet? How does any of this happen? So let me give you a brief highlight list of how terrible this movie is. It's, let me start by saying it's irredeemable. It is half oh, a star no. at best. It oh, is no. completely among the worst things I've ever watched. Irredeemable. So and because <laughs> of that, I'm going to spoil the movie. So oh, okay. I don't That's even care if I've been yeah. in I it, here.
1: assume he is no longer Home Alone at the end.
0: Oops. Correct. So, yeah. home, home Sweet Home Alone. We've got the little boy from JoJo Rabbit, if anyone mm. remembers that. I forget his mm. name, Ar- Artie or Arlo or something. He's fine. He's, you know, he's a good actor. But he, is, he and his mom have moved to Chicago just recently. They are British for reasons. And they are getting ready to go on a trip overseas. What a surprise. Where it starts out on the wrong foot immediately is right. when you watch. The original Home Alones, you, the perception you are given is that the family is kind of mean to Kevin, right?
1: Yeah, he's, they're neglectful of Kevin.
0: They're neglectful of Kevin. He's yeah. kind of a little shit sometimes, but he's also, what, 10 years old? That's expected. But they're kind of mean to him. The reverse is true this time. The family seems perfectly reasonable, and the kid is a shit. Oh. He is very rarely, oh, I'm on your side. He's just, he just doesn't like his family for any reason. His whole thing is, I just don't want them here. Because I just don't. Not because they're mean to him. Because they're loud. At his style, right? Yeah. So, the way <laughs> he gets left alone is he sneaks into his mom's car in the garage, which is very clearly a BMW. They want you to know that.
3: <laughs>
0: and he makes that money in. He watches cartoons the backseat television and falls asleep in the garage. Wakes and you up. Can they're have all that. You can have that. Wakes you can up. Have they're that all
1: with gone. the new BMW. right they're all gone.
0: Unfortunately, it takes a very long time before we ever even go back to the parents to figure out how he's not been found. Yeah. Put a pin in that. The bad guys, the Marvin Harry of this movie, is Kimmy Schmidt, (laughs) Ellie Kemper, and Rob Delaney. Now, again, in the previous original movies, Marvin Harry are criminals. It's very clear. Mm -hmm. In this one, Rob and Ellie are a struggling couple who are about to lose their home because they can't afford their mortgage anymore. So you immediately are very sympathetic of them. A little bit, yeah. Here's the quick setup.
3: If they worked harder, they wouldn't be in this position.
0: Little Kevin, I don't remember his name, but he's, I'm going to call him Kevin. Little Kevin has to go to the bathroom for some reason while they're driving down the street. The mom decides, let's pull over at this open house and let you pee in the bathroom there. Because why? Who? Why wouldn't we do that? Right. It is there. it is Ellie and Rob's house because they're putting it on the market because they can't afford it anymore. Kevin goes in there, immediately starts bullying Rob Delaney for no reason. He the first words he says to him is he goes, "You look like Frankenstein." Just starts insulting this man, and right. then he pulls out a box of old dolls from the attic. One of them had. It's creepy. One of them is a doll that has its head upside down. Yada, yada, yada. It's worth $200,000.
3: Oh.
0: Kevin steals it from them. What are they? How are they? So, when they find out it's been taken by the kid, they go, we gotta break into his house and take our toy back. It's ours. Uh, And we're gonna sell it so we can keep our home. Did they not know they had it? They didn't know it was worth anything. It was like a box of his mom's old stuff. They didn't know it was priceless. So that's what happens. They break in. So the whole time you're like, these people are just trying to take back what was theirs in the first place.
1: Everybody's rightfully theirs. This kid should just give it to him. He stole it from their house.
0: The one good joke in the movie is Rob Delaney goes to Ellie Kemper. Is it really a crime if we're just stealing back what was already ours? And she goes, that's what OJ got in trouble for the second time. (laughs) 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 which is a wild Disney Plus joke to me. That's pretty true. So then just stupid hijinks happen, and the movie ends, I swear to God, with them all becoming friends.
3: It's a Christmas miracle. Sometimes the spirit of the season means you make new friendships that you never expected. That doesn't make any sense. That
0: doesn't make any sense. How do they get by? After Kevin nearly kills them with his booby traps, they finally are like, It's a misunderstanding, we just need to talk. You took our toy and we just want it back. Here's the twist, he didn't take the toy. But you were led to think he did. Yep, he didn't take it, it was just lost. They found it though. So then, Ellie Kemper's, oh my God, little boy, we'll take care of you until your mom gets back. And they're just, and they do. And then the mom gets back from Paris or whatever, and now they have friends in the neighborhood. I hated it, it was so horrible. I mean,
1: there is, there. so there's, I don't, it can't, you can't win, really, can you? No. Because if it was like a, shy, if it was beat for beat, home alone, you'd be like, this is just a boring retread. But this is so not as good. Like, this no, isn't te- like, even a retread, I think, is better than what essentially is a waste Come of time.
0: Alone. Okay. So I just yes. had to get that out there. Oh, oh, and the reason that she can't just call Kevin is because he is 10 years old and he doesn't have a cell phone and they don't have a landline because it's 2021. I can actually buy that yeah. now. Yeah, that's the, the most believable thing. Here's my. This is the last thing I'm gonna say on the movie, and then we'll move on to our real one because this is the kicker, the big kicker. She can't call Kevin, so Mom calls the police to do a welfare check on him. I left my kid home alone. Can you go check on him? They radio it in. Not a bad lost kid home alone on Christmas. And we cut to a cop who says, "Ah, uh, that's just a prank call. My brother Kevin does it every year." And it's Buzz why? McAllister. Oh. Lol. <laughs>
3: so, I mean, that's
0: awesome. Buzz I mean, McAllister is a cop. I'm sure was- I would
3: laugh pretty hard at that part at the very
1: least. And you said it was irredeemable.
0: <laughs> I mean it. It's irredeemable. <laughs> so that's so the this- reason why the cops don't help. Is he just brushes it off as Kevin calling in a, a prank call? Beautiful. He goes. When we were kids, we left my brother home alone for Christmas two years in a row, and he does this every year.
1: That does sound like so, something Kevin would start doing after he turned does. 18, is just start calling in prank calls.
0: So basically, he's cheap Wiggum. Sure.
1: A little bit, yeah, a little bit. That sounds right.
0: Okay, that's my mini episode on yeah. home Sweet Home Alone. Before we get started on our movie Bad Santa, I was gonna go make some sandwiches if anybody wants a sandwich. Oh. Does anybody want to let me make it? Oh, I, dream I dream get dream the days. reference now. Okay, Andrew, you chose Bad Santa for us. So yes. what we've been doing is having each person explain why. So Ooh. why did you choose Bad Santa for us this week?
2: Yeah. So Bad Santa is one of those movies that right around Christmas time is somehow referenced. and And for some reason, like, like, I have never seen it. The first time I ever Ooh. tried to watch it, I actually turned it off 5 minutes into it. I was just like this, this looks horrible. This looks I don't want to watch this. And I took it back to Hastings and I never read it or saw it again. And
1: that's an old sentence.
2: I want to I wanted to watch it mainly because I'm like number 1, I'm a lot older. Ooh. Number 2, I wanted to get I wanted to, like, give it another try because okay. the one person I really like out of all of it in this entire movie is Bernie Mac. Bernie really? Mac is, like... He's, like, barely he's, in it. Yeah, but Bernie Mac steals the show anytime he's in it. Mm. Like, he's funny, man is he I can support that. Nah. Well, I mean, he was in it, though. I mean, well, anyway. Yeah. Well, there Wait. were parts of it that were... I mean, I'll get to that in just a second, but that's mainly why I wanted to choose this movie, was, like... Let's give this a try. Lots of people talk about it, and including two of the two of the people here. Who
0: are the oh, two Did he people? freeze? Oh,
3: I think he's I think dead. he froze. I think he, I think Santa gave him a lump of coal right <laughs> there. He That's froze right at the
0: very moment. You uh, did look him. at that face, though. He's about to say <laughs> something good too. <laughs> That's okay. Andrew Andrew will work on coming back in. <laughs> just keep, He gave us a good answer. Assume, back in here there, any second. I assume you're the other person he meant. I would imagine so. Okay, then you have to go next.
3: Yeah, I I, I like listen, I like this movie. I think that it's funny. It's not, listen, for me, it is another raunchy Christmas movie. And I just like those because they get, you get something different. You don't have to have everything that is magical and wonderful all of the time. And this is a Christmas told from the Grinch's perspective, right? Billy Bob Thornton, if you look at it from that perspective, is the Grinch. And Christmas is surrounding him. And he is unhappy if he is gumpy. And that's what I imagine the Grinch would do in this situation, right? And then there's always that moment where the Grinch comes back around and has some kind of moment where his heart grows three sizes too big or something like that, right? And they always have that, and I just enjoy that as a different kind of storytelling arc for a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it. Outside of that, this movie is ridiculous. The Billy Bob Thornton is just evil. I mean, he's the bad Santa. He's a bad Santa. The fact that anybody hires him is ridiculous. Just by looking at him, he doesn't appear to be a proper working Santa, right? Even if he has a partner in crime, literally and figuratively, that helps sell a little bit of the shtick that they're right. doing with the Santa and the Elp and Tony Cox playing the Elf. You know, it's still, I, if I was the manager, I'd be like, no, I mean... He did not go to Santa camp, is what you're saying. He did not go to Santa camp. He was not a certified Santa. But the way that he that, is,
1: That's Bad Santa 3, is he goes to Santa camp, has to meet and all, I would watch all the that. diverse hires.
3: This The reason that I genuinely have always appreciated this movie is because it is John Ridger's last movie. And for me, that was why I wanted to. I just love John Ritter and when he died I was really upset and so when this movie came out I really wanted to just support it by watching it for his honor. And then again Bernie Mac I do think he's very funny. I think that the dynamic that they set up is pretty funny. I mean again it's not your traditional gonna give you good feelings but it is funny. (laughs) The way that he interacts with Thurman Merman throughout the whole thing is a lot of it's questionable right? And it's not it can be uncomfortable to watch and know a little bit more about how kids
0: are and how they act, but I just, I don't know. It's funny. Okay. Okay. Really wish Andrew
1: was back. Is I know, he trying to get back in?
0: I don't know. I told him to rejoin, so, but he will see. Yeah. I, I was going to say to him, and I will if he comes back. It's Thurman Merman who steals the show to me. It's not Bertie Mac. Thurman Merman, he's an icon. I don't have a relationship with this movie. I am only like. on even if I'd seen it before or if I had just seen a bunch of clips on TNT or something, you know? So this was the first time that I can remember really, let's focus and watch it. And it's, I went through a, not like a roller coaster in terms of intensity, but I went through waves of, this movie is not good. And then I like it again. And "Uh, I don't like it anymore. I like it again. It did that a lot. I think Billy Bob Thornton his relationship with, I believe Thurman Merman's real name is Brett Kelly, is really strong. I think I like the chemistry that they have. And that kind of saves it. In the parts yeah. where it started to dip for me a little bit. Mm. It's, I think, I'd have to go back because I don't remember my rules as well as David remembers his militant ones. I think it qualifies as a Christmas movie in my rules because it has the whole, like, It really drives it home with the family aspect that ties together Mm. at the end, right? He, Billy Bob, does decide to take care of her help, Thurman. And Lauren Graham's character is appointed his guardian, so he gets to have a happy ending. And that helps it maintain its Christmas appeal to me. So it's fine. That's the best I can say. Yes. I really wish
1: Andrew had been here because I I prepared something that I was going to say just for Andrew and i'll say it anyway and we'll just photoshop that screenshot of andrew into the shot been a while since andrew's been on the show and it's good to have him back if he comes back he's a good friend we've been good friends for a long time and it's in that spirit and the holiday season i'm gonna forgive him for having me endure this 90 minutes of non comedy this was so hard like it was brutal it was brutal i didn't like it but i would say that it is a christmas movie in the sense that it's kind of an anti-christmas movie like the whole point of it is to I can see that. Grudge on, you know, the cheeriness of Christmas and how not everybody has a happy life. But this is R-rated Ernest. This is a guy who's so stupid like he couldn't live. You know how you talked to me the other week about how Ernest was too dumb to live? He, uh, Ernest at least had a house and a car and a job. This guy has uh. nothing. And he's too drunk to get his life together. It's it is such a early 2000s comedy where or R-rated comedy where it's just a lot of shock value. There he is. Yeah, he a, is. Value, back, yeah
0: a lot I of shock value. Yeah, I agree. This is a comedy a that can
3: only movie. live in a certain time period. Uh, for the record, I, know, I love this movie. This is not a movie I love. It's a movie it's, that makes
1: me laugh. It's going to be a sliding scale, I think. It's going to be a sliding scale. Andrew, you're back. And I want to tell you that in honor of the holiday season, I have forgiven you for making me watch this movie. It's-
0: D- David you. didn't find very, it this, funny.
1: Very good. No, I didn't find it funny for the most part. Now, I will say that I agree with Andrew. I do think that John Ritter and and Garrett John Ritter that John Ritter and Bernie Mac. I actually thought their scenes were the funniest for me, just because they yes. were so opposite. Because you know, like John Ritter is playing this sort of kind of uptight conservative guy who's trying to be very progressive and trying to do the right thing, but does not know all the things, which is a very early two thousands archetype. And then Bernie Mac is just a very matter of fact and doesn't say a lot and just gives these steely stares and you can't tell where he's coming from. And so I really enjoyed every scene that had John Ritter and Bernie Mac in them. This is a total disservice to Lauren Graham. I'm not a huge Lauren Graham fan necessarily. I don't follow all her stuff, but she's a good actress. And to be kind of reduced to just being a Santa fetish girl with no real, I mean, no real dialogue other than well, I can't say it. <laughs> But uh, it, it's, it's, I feel like it's a huge disservice to her. She's better than that. And I have to ask, if you had, if anybody had a Santa fetish, I think seeing Billy Bob Thornton in the state that he was in that moment, we go, this is challenging even for this. That's not my Listen, kind of Santa. Listen, yeah, I, mean, I don't disagree looks, he with he you, but haggard. those
3: people exist. That is a thing that does exist. In a part of
0: the world, there is that person. Look, who... and
3: but he looks put, so
0: haggard, man. Position. Why?
1: I would be like, oh, can I borrow your Santa suit for this handsome guy over here?
0: Yeah, there will he'd be probably fan. do it. Those and there is there, there is no shaming at so many sequels. I will just say that.
1: No, no. no. if you got a Santa fetish, it's cool. Check the hat, but <laughs> I think that if you, Lauren Graham just comes across looking, it's another one of those things where they just give an incredibly gorgeous girl to a guy who looks like a total slob, and she has no real character outside of, I like to have sex with Santa Claus. And so it's, I don't know, it's I think it's a disservice to her. I think Tony Cox, I don't like to be disrespectful of actors, but I think Tony (laughs) Cox was one of the worst performances I've seen as Marcus. (laughs) He just feels like they gave him his line right before shooting, they went, here's the line. He looked at it and went, okay, you're in trouble. And that was the whole that was the most you were going to get out of him Billy Bob Thornton's fine because Billy Bob Thornton seems like he could sleep through a role and uh pretty good, <laughs> but yeah, I did generally did not find it very funny, and it just kind of reminded me like I saw this when I was fifteen, and I didn't really like it then, so i'm I'm at least glad to see that I haven't changed it. This seems like a movie that was
3: created just to be on comedy central <laughs> <laughs> hey, a lot of those movies were that way, you know i I feel like. This is a better version, but Big Daddy, you know, that type of Adam Sandler movie that also seems like a movie that was specifically built for that early 2000s, late 1990s, a comedy central, you know, you have that moment Mm -hmm. even whenever you like fade out into the commercial because, you know, that's how they're going to edit it whenever you put it into syndication. Yeah, you Um, know, and that happened in this movie. movie, There's so many fade outs. Yeah, there were so many fade outs where you can easily tell that's where advertising goes. That's where advertising goes. That's where advertising goes. By you know, like, TV notification right
0: there because that's what
1: script yeah. scripted over it. Yeah, it
0: does almost seem you know I don't know what was what was going on in the early 2000s to cause this, but and I'm the furthest thing from being prudish about my movies, but their raunchy movies were a big thing in yeah, the early yeah. 2000s, and it almost felt like they were like, well, we need a Christmas one, so let's make a Christmas raunch. I know and but for me I feel like
1: one of the main jokes was well the premise is what if Santa was a bad person what right. if all Santa was a bad person which is fine as a premise but honestly the, the image of drunken Santa does not improve in humor over the course <laughs> of the movie like it's it peaks the first time you see drunken Santa that's kind of as good as he, so I don't know like I felt like they just went back to the same joke over and over again which is Billy Bob Thornton's drunk he curses at a child Billy Bob Thornton uh, Billy Bob Thornton's drunk He curses at a mom. You
3: know, like, it's just like the same thing over and
2: over
1: You're not
3: wrong. It is driven by the performance and the -the over-the-topness anger from Billy Bob. I mean, that is, it is definitely not a movie of script or plot. It is a movie of Billy Bob. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to yell at a child and you're going to make it funny. And it was like, okay.
0: Right. (laughs) Whatever you want to pay me then. It was almost like at the time, The shock value was funny to people, right? Seeing someone scream and curse at a child in a comedic way was like, oh, I'm not supposed to laugh at this, so I like it, is what it. I think was the gist. I
1: I, I may not have the timeline right, but there was, you know, there was a heavy, um, I think, I I mean, people will correct me. I'm probably losing fans for this particular review anyway, but. People will correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a heavy put pl- PC, polit- you know, political correctness movement in the early 90s that was mostly conservative sure. based. And it was like they don't want this or that or sex or drugs or rock and roll or anything like that. And then in the late 90s, you really late to mid 2000s, you saw a, you know, the response to that was shock value was raunch and was debauchery right. and
3: the things like that. Right. So, yeah, well, it's not it, unique in that sense,
0: you know. No, I'm not going to say that. Never mind,
3: Andrew. You got cut out. What? Uh, let's finish up your review. A yes. Little bit. What yeah, were you sorry, saying man. Before you got to the internet bug bit, and don't I worry don't, about I it. Don't. Just lean back into what you were saying. Don't. Yeah,
1: worry. you were saying two of them like the. Yeah, you were
2: about to call me out. <laughs> well, it was just a uh, like the fact that this is like Cohen Brothers executive produced. It like, is. Like, yeah. yeah. I learned that. that watching I too. It it watched this it,
3: movie so many times. I've never known that. It
1: said it yeah. right at the beginning. I forgot about that. And I went, wow. Yeah. I didn't I even like, catch it. Ma- I was like, maybe Which, it's better than I remember. And then it wasn't. It's
2: got Coen Brothers blood in it. So, you know, I feel like the I feel like the sandwiches bit is, is from them. You know, that so, does sound
0: like them. That. Yeah.
2: That's and, a good point. But, but the other thing is that, did I like this movie? No. <laughs> is it a Christmas movie or is it Christmas themed? Which one yeah. is it,
3: Andrew? Where do it you is, long hang on a bed? It, it is themed, my boy. Oh, it is
0: Christmas go. themed. There you go. That's definitely true. Most movies are Christmas themed. I want to, you know, we've talked, we've already said, we've all talked about how there's no, the plot isn't really what matters in this movie. But I do want to talk about how bizarre the ending is, which is Hold told in an epilogue via narration from Billy Bob from Right. The hospital. Now, yeah. listen. He died. He got shot up. Oh, well, he I got couldn't even in the back like eight times. I couldn't reconcile that he lived that through that. Yeah. Why did it we seemed, do?
1: It definitely seemed like they showed this to somebody, and it had an ending. And they showed it to them. everybody in the audience. Went, oh no! We'll, and like the focus audience said, oh, he needs to live. There has to be another <laughs> one of these, right? And they were like, let's green light Bad Santa two right away. He's gonna live. We're gonna re- re- just record an epilogue. Spoiler you know. alert!
0: They did not greenlight it right away. Oh yeah, well, it I, took till twenty sixteen to make the second one. It did take a long
1: time. I wonder if it, I wonder when they said they were gonna they wanted to do it though. Uh,
0: so, yeah, he is shot by the police. The police are basically embarrassed by almost killing an unarmed man dressed as Santa. So right. he were he starts working for them as a sensitivity counselor. As a sensitivity counselor, as you do with criminals. And Lauren Graham, this stranger, is just appointed custody of Thurman. Thurman Murray. Until his dad is released from prison. As if that is a good scenario. Don't put the dad back with Thurman. Let I Lauren mean, Graham keep him, if anything.
1: So can be there. This family that Thurman is a part of is so effed up. Because yeah. Thurman appears to be emotionally traumatized oh, in yeah. some way or another. You know, they keep calling him the R-word. He maybe mm-hmm. didn't love. Him. He no, on the that does here. not it's, hold out. Uh, That's very shock value. Early 2000s, yeah. early aughts, you know, is just the R word. Yeah, and he may be on this. They may have been pre- presenting him as being slight. He what? He didn't come across <laughs> as that far gone, but he seemed like emotionally traumatized, overly.
0: He's not been raised by anyone.
1: Right, his, his besides his like, senile
0: she, grandma, she's she, not like, capable.
1: Like full blown dementia, seemingly mm-hmm. played by Cloris Leachman.
0: A, she just keeps making sandwiches.
1: Here is your test. This is gonna. This is your take. Here, here's your test. If a movie is not very good, as if Cloris Leachman is who they bring in to be the crimped grandma.
3: Yeah, yeah she's, that, that, she's that, that, always that, that, some that, version of a crazy slash horny grandma. In everything, yeah. she's like Betty White, but can also play with like dementia. And she just so, had like weird
1: resurgence in the early 2000s and I'll never understand it.
3: Hey, I like Horace Leachman. She's very funny and she does her parts well. She, again, I I think that, again, I don't want this to sound like this is a good movie, but this is a movie that does make me laugh. And so seeing her play dead and look dead and just be like, and then everyone's like, what? You know she's not dead. But when she goes, let me make some It is so funny to me and it is just ridiculous because it's so stupid. It is just successfully executed stupidity. Let, and I appreciate that.
1: Sometimes. Let me ask you guys, Garrett. Did you watch this alone? Or did you watch this with someone? I watched
3: this with my girlfriend.
1: I was going to say, this might be a relationship ender. You no, know, like she what.
3: started off <laughs> not enjoying it. And then also kind of ended up like me where she was like, you know what? This is just stupidity. That's hubris. And I was like, okay.
1: I'll tell you I what, my,
3: my wife was
1: out 44 minutes in, so. Yeah, Forty four,
0: but know. that's almost over.
1: I, no, yeah, yeah, for like More than half the movie. Mercifully, mercifully, it was only like hundred and twelve minutes or
0: something yeah, like that. Yeah,
3: thankfully, it did not overstay. Did you watch cut. the director's cut? Because it was no. shorter. I watched the director's, the director's cut. cut. Shorter?
0: Yes, yeah. I discovered that last night, and I have never heard of a director's cut that is shorter than Even the, the, the director cut. was like. We got to cut some. Yeah, of he was shit. like. <laughs> What's up with that? This is bad. You know, I want to see, it
1: does feel like occasionally that should happen where like, the director was like, put up against a producer who was like, no, we really want this scene in the movie. And he's like, it doesn't do anything. And they're like, no, we really want it so we can use it for the trailers and stuff or whatever.
3: Or it's a, we need but... to make it longer. We can't publish a less than an hour and a half movie and this. like, right. we need That more. could be true too is that they had to pad it out with, I don't know, another bit where he pisses himself.
0: Yeah. Anyway, yeah. How about
3: that? Anything else that we want to, you know, shout out and call out for the success of this movie?
0: So my favorite part is, and I it, this is going to sound like a joke, but I mean it. My favorite part is the very end because I do the I loved the image of Thurman riding his bicycle with his middle finger flying with his "shit happens when you party naked" T-shirt. That's yeah. just that's hilarious. That got me.
3: Yeah,
0: but it had nothing to do with the movie. Just great prop. I, I don't.
1: Yeah, that's good. good that's problem. good imagery. That's good. Yeah, yeah good, that's good That's a good lasting image. And I was gonna Just, say, he finally kicked for- his bully. Loved it. I completely forgot. I, I, like I said, I saw this movie probably 2005. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot that Bernie Mac gets hurt really bad. I don't want to. I don't know. Can I spoil this? Is it okay? Spoil it. We'll be on this. So. I mean, Bernie Mac gets killed, man. Bernie I Mac forgot about
3: that. Destroyed. Yeah. I completely forgot about that.
0: Yeah, that's dark.
3: Hey, also, I want to, I, the other th- only other thing I have to say about this movie is I want to appreciate the range from the queen herself, Octavia Spencer, that we have seen her this Christmas yes. season on us on so many Santas. Yes. And you can see our review of her in Spirited and the praise that she gets. And you know right. what? She gets equal praise in this movie, for just leaning in to that part. And I appreciate right. that. And she gets a full star performance from me. Just <laughs> okay. for that.
0: Yeah, you know, that yeah. Was, I never have a problem I was with sort of.
1: I had for. I had read it when the titles, you know, the opening titles were happening. I was like, "Oh, Octavia Spencer, okay." <laughs> I was like, "That's the second movie we've seen with her in, this December," and
3: then uh, I, I completely forgot. And then she showed up, and I went, "Oh yeah, Octavia
1: Spencer." <laughs>
0: Andrew, what do you think yeah. about
3: Octavia Spencer's performance? Oscar worthy? I mean, she really
2: conveyed
3: the kinkery of Mister Bad Santa himself.
2: Yes, <laughs> I mean. Our resident, I mean, she really got me with the line of, "Man, clean my asshole out!"
3: Award-winning <laughs> performance there. Oh man, oh man.
2: In the full forty-nine seconds, she was in.
3: We keep, it's well, we really, keep. Oh yeah, he's gonna, okay, good. Just making sure. We lost her for a little bit. Just just a yeah, she dude, is,
0: Yeah, she is still not a household name by any means at this point in time. She had just finished playing checkout girl in Spider-Man. So Mm -hmm. she's still playing characters without names at this point in her career. So love to see her continue to grow as an actor.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and she's phenomenal. You know, she's, she had, you know, she was, she was great and spirited. One of the, one of the highlights of that. For sure.
0: Yes, totally agree with
2: that. You got anything else for your movie? I don't, I am sorry I picked this. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, it's okay.
0: You really, yeah, you only have to apologize to David. Yeah, it's great to have you back. It's great <laughs> I to have found you. No, it. i forgiven na- you already. It was neither offensive nor that funny to me. It was
1: just passable. And, yeah. I don't, what's crazy is people, a lot of people like this movie. Like, I, we're going to get into it later. But I've seen The Rotten Tomatoes and the IMDb and the Metascore. They yeah. They're better than they should be.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that.
1: A lot of hate, a lot of fans for this
0: one let's go ahead and get into the box office success of this movie, which oh, was not cool. nothing. Oh, no. It was all right. So I remember it being a cultural thing. Yes, Right. And like, I think
1: this is one of those. So, you know, today there was, you know, movies were fairly big in the theaters and they'd be like word of mouth and they were on rental and they were on television. Right. And that was kind of like the pipeline. And Bad Santa kind of stayed in that conversation for a long time. Like you see, Bad Santa? Oh, Bad Santa. Right. Because it's, it's really raunchy and dirty. It's a movie that your parents
2: won't watch
1: right? So uh, at least that's how I remember it being like a 14-year-old. But Bad Santa, I mean, not the biggest opening ever. It uh, opened on the weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, November twenty-sixth, two 2003. This is a crazy year, 2003. We're going to get into it in a minute. Bad Santa opened to the number five spot. Its five-day total for Thanksgiving was $16.8 million. In the number one spot was The Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy, brought in $34 million. It also opened that week. At number two, the Cat in the Hat, starring Mike Michael Mike Myers. That brought in 32.9 in its second weekend. At number three, this might be where a lot of the other, this is the alternative programming for you, Elf brought in 30 million in its fourth week. At number four, Gothica brought in 18.4 in its second gothica, week. Gothica,
0: there's a Is that Gothica back. with a K? Yeah.
1: It is Gothica it, with a K. Know, that mean. seems like somebody else. Allie Berry, okay, I was going to say, it still feels like an Angelina Jolie movie.
3: It was a scary movie, I remember, it scared me. And
1: then for, the movie would go on to make $60 million in the U.S., 16 overseas for a worldwide total of $76 million. For the year of 2003, Bad Santa would finish in the number 48 spot. This is crazy to even think about. In the number 48 spot, right, Bad Santa, in number 49, Love Actually. Which you can listen to again, our review of that. So wow. that's Santa managed to just edge out love. Actually, the top of the top of the box office that year was Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Have mm-hmm. yep. a review of that up. Finding Nemo at number two. There's a movie that I hope we get to someday, a franchise we hope we get to someday. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl was number three.
0: You know, we're really getting due for that.
1: Right. Like it might as well. Is it? doesn't. There's no months to start with P. It's not. We'll figure it out. And number four, The Matrix Reloaded. And number five, we, we covered Bruce. that. Yes, we did. And then the number five, Bruce Almighty. Some other movies from 2003 that we have covered is Elf, Matrix Revolutions because those came out the same year. Did you guys do Bad Boys? You didn't no. do Bad Boys, did you? I didn't think so. Not yet. Um, plenty of What time. else is on here? Plenty of I thought time. I saw another one that we did.
0: You're listening to oh, these movies mind. and I am definitely remembering 2003 being a year that I watched a lot of movies. Like it's Bruce Almighty.
3: Oh my God, I'm flicking. like All the switches yeah. are going. Like Oh
1: my God, that was A lot of movies. Look a at lot me, of movies. Old. And some weird movies, man. Some weird movies. I'll tell you, this is so there, here's a crazy stat for you. I told you about yeah. Elf, Love Actually, and Bad Santa were all in the theater at the same time. Don't they seem like they came out at different points? It does, but also, what a, does, you know, does,
3: what a, also, what a Christmas options.
0: Yes, now you go to the theater and there's no
3: Christmas options. I don't think there was Pretty anything much. new this year except for Violent Night and Spirited.
1: One yeah, of and Spirited
0: was, was mostly streaming.
1: Right, most of them go straight to streaming now because yeah, true. Just they want really them in their home know. where it's comfy. Love actually well, was number nine listen, the weekend that Bad Santa come out
2: came out. That's that's quitter's talk compared to Hallmark. That's true. Well, that's Hallmark true. They, they
1: put down a lot out. of stuff, but yeah, it was a crazy year. It was the year of you know X Men Two. It was the year of Cheaper by the Dozen. It was the year oh. of uh, Hulk and Too Fast Too Furious. They're still the only Fast and Furious I've seen. I Have uh, a soft
0: spot for Cheaper by the Dozen.
1: It was uh, the year of Scary Movie Three daredevil i think i said last the last two weeks i gave you like a little stat here's a little stat in 2003 29 films made more than 100 million dollars in the domestic box office so we talked about how in like 1992 it was like six or 1998 it was like three we were getting to the point where movie theater and that's you know due to a lot of things increase in theater numbers there's like some of most of these theaters were in i mean most of these movies were in more theaters than they had Mm -hmm. in 1992 So anyway, are taking off. that's it for the box office stance. We can move on to the letterbox game.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, letterboxed is where we go to figure out what the you know general gist of this movie's score is. So does anyone want to throw out a guess while I pull up some popular letterbox reviews?
2: I want to throw in 2.9.
0: 2.9, okay.
3: Oh, that's a good guess. That's a good guess. That's right about where
1: I wanted to be. I gonna say,
0: yeah, go up or down. I don't know. Oh man, I <laughs>
3: gotta say, three point one. Okay. I think the Letterbox community likes it. That's what I'm worried about. I think it's gonna be a little higher than you think, and I think it's gonna be. I'm struggling because I want to say three and a half, but I think I'm gonna go with, and I think I'm gonna go a little higher and do a three six.
0: Three six. Okay. Okay. Then I'm going to slice some slice and dice and pick a 3.3. 3. Okay. Because okay. I also think it's, I think it's in the threes. This is, this review is going to make David furious. Four and a half stars. Oh, hands no. down, the funniest Christmas movie ever made. No, no. To no. me, watching this is like watching or seeing an old friend after so many years to pick up right where you left off and continue laughing. Oh, man. I, I'm,
2: I'm going to be angry on David's behalf. We need to that send is, help
1: to that person. We need, that like, a,
0: that's a red flag. That's a red flag right there.
2: That's a big old Santa's bag of bullshit right there, if I ever heard it.
0: Bad Santa may be vile, crass, and misanthropic, but Maybe. thanks to Glenn Ficarra and John Requa's sharp script, Terry Zwigoff's norish direction and fantastic performances from a superb cast. It has genuine wit and real edge to it, as well as a surprising <laughs> amount of heart that's twisted, yet very much organic. It's one of my favorite Christmas films of all time. Species okay, from the crowd. Baffling,
3: Baffling it to learn. I'm just basking, I'm basking right now because I'm, no. I'm very excited, I'm very excited.
0: We'll leave it at those two and reveal that the winner of this particular round of the Letterbox game is going to be a tiebreaker. <laughs> Uh-oh.
1: Oh, not a direct hit is what that we've means. got a
0: we've got a three point two, which means I believe it's mm. between me and, yeah. me and David. Okay. Oh darn! I guess I'm out on this okay. one.
1: Let's see. We need a tiebreaker. I can't. We can't do the uh, the other thing scores because I looked them up already. I had to know. Oh, yeah.
3: What if we did? Hold um, on. I'm looking up the Ernest Save Christmas Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. That'll work. That'll work.
0: That will, because that, yeah, I don't even...
3: Okay, what did you say it was, Josh? It's a 3.2? It's a 3.2. That's
1: about in line with the other sites. The other sites are like... So, I think on Letterboxd, or I think on Hot Rod and Tomatoes, Bad Santa is like a 70 and a 72.
0: 107 Letterboxd users have named this one of their top four movies.
3: Mm. FBI. FBI to this <laughs> <house> <laughs>
0: Calling the police.
3: Okay, boys, I got it pulled up. I have the Rotten Tomato score for the last movie we reviewed. You can go listen to that on Somebody Santas. It's Ernest Saves Christmas. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score is for Ernest Saves Christmas?
0: You know, this feels almost impossible to me
3: to narrow down.
0: <laughs> I genuinely can't decide if I even think it's fresh or rotten. I don't know. So. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to lean on the, I'm going to lean barely on the fresh side and say 67%. Okay. I want to be wrong, I think.
1: I think I'm going to, I don't need this win. I'm going to say it's a
3: 75.
0: I don't need this win.
3: A 75. Okay. So jo- 75 from David Josh, you said 60 what? Seven, 67. 67. It is. A surprising, listen. No. Listen to me. No. It is 36%. Oh, okay. taking yeah. the lead. Oh, he is taking the win. Wow. Well, I'm 36. Glad. That hurt. That
0: was terrifying. That was really <laughs> scary. It feels like less of a win since David told me he doesn't need it, but I'll take it nonetheless. Yeah. Um, all right. With that, where, where are we on our personal star ratings for Bad Santa?
3: I'm going to go first two. to get it out of the way. Go, go first. Drew's got, it two Drew's got a Jupiter. two. Two and, oh, and a half. half. I'll give it oh. two and a half. Wow, that's higher than I expected, honestly. So, listen, we talked about in earnest, I have a specific spot for movies like this, right? That is yes. 1.5. That is bad, but entertaining. But if you recall, I gave Octavia Spencer a full star in this review. And then, in honor of John Ritter, I'm going to give it another half star. Mm. And this movie comes out for me, only me, and I understand, but it gets a three-star
1: review. Well, that's high praise. It's a two for me. It's a solid number two. And uh, I could have gone lower, I think, but a lot of people do like this, so I kind of feel like I feel peer pressured into <laughs> higher review. It, I'll tell you what, it left a mark, okay? A skid mark? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a, I'm going to go, I'm going to match David and say it's a two for me as well. Which brings us to a 2.37 average. Wait, hold on, hold
2: on. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to downgrade. Oh,
0: my goodness. 2.2
2: and a half to a two.
0: Okay, that's going to make our average down very slightly, but to 2.25. Okay. Sorry, Billy Bob. It's not that I hate it, it's just that it exists. It just honestly,
1: <laughs>
3: at this stage of my life, it did not very much it didn't do much for me.
1: You
0: know? No, I get that. This came out of the stage
3: whenever I watched yeah. it at that time, at the same time as you, David, but my reaction was this movie's hilarious, right? Right. Well, like and it. you I know. And some movies in that time period it had that
1: effect. I don't know, maybe it was the performer, maybe it was something else about that movie. You know, I loved, you know, road trip when I was a kid. Probably sure. doesn't hold up at all now. But, you know... uh, uh you know. I, Yeah, I'm always scared
0: to rewatch some of those old favorites from my early teenage years when you just watch crap. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's uh, the weird I, thing about
1: you, R-rated movies back then is they always seemed like they were targeted to 14-year-old boys. They were. Even though they Seems technically like they couldn't
0: see them. But it made them want to so bad. Right. Yeah. And which made their parents take them. All right, I very briefly tried to scan through our previous episodes real quick and i think this is the raunchiest movie we've covered and we've cut co- and i mean that ter- well, strictly in terms of raunch right because we've done horror movies with plenty of gore and nasty and scariness but like, as a raunchy comedy i think this is the top of the pile for us
1: we did twas the night or night before i don't and think that, that actually one had, it actually had male nudity in it so
0: it did you're all right
1: why are the christmas movies the only raunch we have
0: you are right because okay. they're fun <laughs> they can be fun i think maybe that's what it is watching it now is i can see it and go i mean yeah but i've seen a lot of better raunchy christmas movies but at mm. the time you hadn't so if that was your thing that's the best you could get All right well that honestly that wraps up so many santas actually yes we're done, we're done hey, with are I think
1: it's been a pretty fun one this year. I think I we've had a so. wide
0: range. Well done, boys. Yes. Well done. Great variety in terms of type of movie and in terms of quality. How would you rate them? Like, rank them. Spirited. Oh, yeah. Bad Santa. Ernest.
2: Home Alone 2? Oh, i And sorry. then Ernest?
3: No, oh. I would say, for me, it's Spirited, Bad Santa, yeah. Home Alone 2, Ernest. Interesting.
1: Home I would Alone flip 2
0: spirited. Bad Santa Ernest.
1: I'll go. I'll flop Josh's and I'll just say spirited yeah, tops, and then Home Alone two, and then a Bad Santa Ernest.
0: It's to yeah. to me. It's like Ernest is just the clean version of this movie. That's it's what I, yeah. That's what stuff. I mean. This is
3: just R rated yeah. Ernest.
1: Yeah. Well, you're and, right.
0: Right. and for me, yeah.
3: the way that I feel about Home Alone two is that it is too long, and it is the same exact movie in the second half. And I enjoyed the first half, but then you lost me because he gave me the same thing. So. At least Bad Santa's different. I'd rather yeah. watch Home Alone.
1: Yeah, we a pretty diverse selection of films this year.
0: Yeah, we surely did. All, All right, right, well, that's it for so many Santas for this year. Can't wait for so many Santas 2023. But we have to go into hibernation for a little bit to do that. However, right. be sure to keep checking your podcast app for our probably season finale next week, which was going to be our annual year-end wrap-up. David's been working on a So Many Sequels wrapped project we're excited to hear about. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about our favorite movies of the year, biggest disappointments, all that fun stuff next week. So look for that. Follow us online if you don't already. SoManySequels.com. You can find links to our socials there. We'll see you next time. Have a happy new year.